It's now been three days since people voted in Iowa. And as of this recording, almost 29% of the voting is still outstanding. 29% of the votes. I've never seen this in my life. It shows a gross level of incompetence. As you know, yesterday I was in New Hampshire with Bernie Sanders all day. We campaigned in New Hampshire all day, all night. I flew back to Brooklyn, and 29% of the vote is still outstanding in Iowa. I have to laugh to keep from crying. It's incredibly frustrating. Let me break it down, because now I understand some inside mechanics of what's really going on. Let's confront the problem. I'll unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The The Breakdown. It is now day number three, (laughs) and nearly a third of all of the votes from Iowa, a place where so many of my friends and colleagues and partners who not only fought for Bernie Sanders, but I have friends who fought there for months on end for Cory Booker, for Julian Castro, for Elizabeth Warren, like that people have given nearly a year of their lives in this place. And here we are three days later with nearly a third of all the votes still left unreported. Since I last came to you, I have studied what's going on there religiously. And I want to talk about it today for several reasons. One, it's current, obviously. But I think it's indicative of just how fragile mom and pop and problematic our democracy really is. We, we think of the United States as this uh, stable enterprise and what's happening, not, not what's happened past tense, what's currently happening in Iowa is foolproof that our democracy is indeed very, very fragile. Um, I am seeing some establishment politicians say, move on. <laughs> and it's like, no, people literally invested, including myself. I donated to, to a campaign. I have volunteered for this campaign, as have people for all of those campaigns. So it's easy for people who are no longer in the race or who uh, don't really don't really care who won Iowa because maybe their candidate did terribly. It's easy for them to say, hey, move on. When a third of the votes have not been properly accounted for. But here's what we have now come to know, and this is not conjecture or conspiracy theory, although there are wild conspiracy theories and and ideas and thoughts out there. What we know, uh, first and foremost, is that the Democratic Party of Iowa, which is headed up by a deeply loyal Hillary Clinton supporter. I say that because Hillary Clinton has now come out publicly over and over again to say how much she does not like Bernie Sanders and how much nobody, in fact, likes Bernie Sanders. And um, when you have somebody who's deeply loyal to her, who's now the head of the state Democratic Party, 
it can pose some problems with judgment. We don't know this guy. We don't know. We don't know his heart, his ethics, his his morals or values. Whatever the case, the state party of Iowa, the state Democratic Party of Iowa, entered into a business contract with a company started by several Hillary Clinton supporters. All right. So there's a bit of a conflict of interest there. I mean, you could make the argument that people just hire who they know. But from all that we do understand, it appeared to be a no bid contract. It wasn't like they put out a request for proposals. They hired people that they knew who, again, were not only huge fans of Hillary Clinton, but many of the staffers of this company, uh, the company name, you, you can't make this up. The company name is Shadow. <laughs> the real name of the company is Shadow, not the James Bond name, <laughs> not the Austin Powers name, not the mystery novel name. The actual name of the company is Shadow. They nearly went bankrupt and were bought by another company uh, called Acronym. Okay, so we, we could laugh and debate and argue about the names all day long. Shadow nearly went bankrupt, nearly shut its doors, was bought up by Acronym, which is managed and started and funded not only by Hillary Clinton supporters, but by serious supporters of Mayor Pete Buttigieg. And they then started marketing apps and programs and projects to state Democratic parties across the country, including Nevada, where they signed a deal. Nevada also signed a deal with Shadow to be like a back-end tool for their election. And they've said, F that. We don't want anything to do with it. In fact, several states have now said, nah, never mind. We see the problems you all just caused Iowa. We don't want anything to do with it. So they created an app that they did not load test. And as someone who has has built, developed, and launched multiple iPhone and Android apps, they did not do heavy load testing. That is to say, let's get a thousand either contractors, which you can literally buy on the internet, a thousand people to test this app, or let's get a thousand volunteers to all test it at 7 p.m. and 8 p.m. and 9 p.m. two weeks before, then one week before, then seven, six, five, four, three, two, one day before. That's what you do. That's what I would have done. You load test it. You say, okay, we have nearly 1,700 uh, caucus sites in Iowa. Let's get 1,700 people on the app at the same time submitting data. Let's see what happens. Oh, oh, it causes massive delays. Let's add more bandwidth. Oh, we need to change this program or this code. We need to fix this on the back end. Come to find out from coders who've now looked at what Shadow built for Iowa, which was an app for the precinct captains. There are nearly 1,700 precincts all over Iowa And each precinct had a captain and staff and volunteers. Each precinct captain was supposed to get all of the data from all of the people and all of the voting. And we may get into the mechanics of how you caucus and vote in Iowa. It's 
needlessly complex. It takes hours and hours of people's time, which really is even a privileged thing um, for it to be so time consuming. Uh, it's it lends itself to being white and middle and upper class just because of how long it takes. But whatever the results were from each precinct, you were supposed to log it into the app built by shadow overseen by acronym. And the app began failing right away. And people who studied coders who studied the app said that they literally had a trial service that was that was supporting the back end of the app. When, when I say that, they signed up for software and they were only using a trial version of the software. I'm dead serious. They didn't even pay for the upgrade. Several people said it appeared that only one person built the app. We have no idea. Listen, managing campaigns is not the same thing as managing elections. I have no indication that whoever built this app or even the team from Shadow and the team from Acronym, I have no indication that they are trained and educated and experienced in managing elections. An election is not the same as a campaign. The back-end security and support for an election is very, very different, way more complex. In fact, and this is disturbing, we now found out that Mayor Pete, uh, Joe Biden, and at least one other previous uh, presidential candidate who has now stepped out, they also hired Shadow to do different digital work for them. And the Joe Biden campaign said anonymously, of course, that they had so many security problems with the work that Shadow did that they let them go. But the Joe Biden campaign then let no one else know that this company had security problems in the company because the Biden campaign warned nobody. Uh, they went on to take on additional contracts all over the country. So there was a backup. If you use the app and it did not work, you could call it in. But precinct captains said they were on hold for hours. First, 10 minutes, 30 minutes, 45 minutes, an hour, two hours, three hours, just on hold. So the systems completely failed. And they started scrambling. I, I tried to stay up on the night of the election, uh, the night of the, the caucuses in Iowa. And uh, my son and I both tried to stay up and get the results. And we just, we just waited and waited and waited. What we didn't know is that they were in full crisis mode. And they started encouraging people to take pictures of their results and text them to a number. And what we found was that by the next day and by midday of the next day, by the night of the next day, they still didn't have results. And now here we are three days in and the results are still incomplete. I've never seen this. I've seen it go a day where 99% of precincts have reported. 98, 99, sometimes literally 99.5 and all they're talking about that's outstanding or some type of absentee ballots or mail-in ballots. I have never seen 5% outstanding for three days, 10%, 15, 20, 25, 
We're at 29%, still outstanding. Not in New York, not in California, but in Iowa, where not that many people caucused, a relatively small number of people. And it's gotten to the point for me where I have to point the finger, not just at Tom Perez, but just at the Democratic Party in general. They have failed to properly intervene. Because of this debacle, Republicans are now weaponizing it and saying, as I would if I were them, hey, uh, why hire a Democrat to do something? They literally can't run a local caucus in Iowa. Right? Isn't that what you would say? And that is actually true. And I am so frustrated that the Democratic Party created this debacle. And, you know, we are also dealing just with the reality that should Iowa even be first? Why are they first? Who said they should be first? Why not have a state that looks and feels more like the Democratic Party go first? Like, that's very common sense. Why not put a major battleground state first? A battleground state that also looks like America. Why not do that? Instead, we have the system that we have. And what we found is that in spite of it being uh, nearly a year of prep time that they had to make sure this didn't happen, it's failing. And people are frustrated. The campaigns are frustrated, not just not just the Bernie campaign, but it's a mess for everybody involved. And it discourages people, non-voters, young voters, disaffected voters. It discourages them from participating in the process altogether. And I get it. It is. It's it's a mess. It's it's so outrageously stressful looking from the outside that I can imagine people saying, well, hell, it doesn't even look like my vote's going to count, which again, I get because in the system in Iowa, the caucus system, which this year is different from previous years, you go to your precinct and you vote once for your person. And if your person doesn't get over 15%, you get to vote for somebody else your person got over 15%, you're stuck with the candidate you voted for the first time. They then hold a second vote. Everybody who they say is not viable, that's anybody under 15%, those people then go and vote for other people. Well, statewide, Bernie Sanders won the first vote all over Iowa, significantly so. And then when all of the candidates who didn't cross the 15% threshold, when all the people who voted for those candidates then chose someone else, Bernie Sanders won the second uh, uh, vote count across Iowa. But because certain precincts were weighted more heavily than others, he is now somehow down on what they are calling the state delegates, but is actually tied with Mayor Pete on the pledged delegates. Wow. I... Maybe none of that made sense to you. <laughs> it's literally taking me days to actually competently digest it and understand it and figure it out intuitively just so that I could repeat it back to you like I just did. Um, it's a mess. We need drastic 
drastic election reform, voter reform, voting protections. The systems need to be beefed up and better funded, better supported. It's it's outrageous. And it's a sign of our times. And it's no wonder that a bigot, a bully, a demagogue, a fascist, a racist, a xenophobe, a homophobe, like Donald Trump, has found his way into our country. Because these are the weaknesses that they exploit. And here we are, February of 2020, with real people's lives depending on us doing better. And we're not doing better. I'm frustrated. We are working behind the scenes on several cases of injustice that have nothing to do with this election. I can't wait to tell you about them tomorrow. I have several painful stories of injustice, but also some action steps that I want to tell you about so that we can begin helping these families who are deeply impacted by some wrong that is going on in our country. Love you all. I appreciate you, of course. Major shout out to our podcasting director, Lysandra, to our senior producer, Willis, to the entire team at the North Star, the Breakdown, the Justice Collaborative, and everywhere else, the Action Pack. Love you. Appreciate you. Take care, everybody. Break it down. Break it down.